the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sin and evil are socially transmitted diseases of the soul. Socially transmitted diseases of the soul. You can catch it anywhere. You catch it early in life. And you repeat it over and over again. How does one catch this socially passed along disease? By imitating what goes before you. You've heard tit for tat. Um, some of the best environments, by the way, if you wish to practice evil and sin, is the Facebook page. Or what are the other ones that might be appropriate? Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. I'm not a tweet. I'm not a tweeter, but 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 you know what? You can do it in community too. Uh, just think about our ancestors. This lovely story about our progenitors, our first uh, parents, um, and in that setting, they had this other creature of God. God created. And that creature said, you know what God told you? It's probably not true. Uh, really, you, you think you're going to die and eat that beautiful fruit? I mean, I think the devil ought to have been an ad man. <laughs> Imagine that. You can have the fruit of every tree in this garden, but that one, no, no, you don't want to do that one. It's like telling a little kid, don't touch this hot stove just before they touch it. So this story is about this socially contagion of temptation and desire. And Eve gets it. But remember, do you know who was told not to eat it first? Adam. He got the word and he's standing next to her, and he doesn't say, hey, don't do that. She knows. She obviously was told. And she repeats it. Oh, that isn't true. And so often, sometimes the way we treat one another is a clear expression of this socially transmitted disease. The tit for the tat the looking for somebody to blame so you don't get blamed. How many have had that experience? I remember when I was at Christ Church, I had a pretty high-powered executive, and she said, I always worry that at some point the flying fickle finger of fate will land on me, and I'll be the one who gets blamed. Blame is a way we deal with our sin. That's how humanity has dealt with sin and actually created the very definition of sin by passing it on to the scapegoat. Usually not even responsible for what the problem is, but the easiest one to mark as the problem. 
usually those who are poor or powerless. And the socially transmitted disease of sin and evil continues to take place generation after generation. It is passed on. Uh, I got picked on, as you've heard, uh, but I also got picked on when I lived in Kansas, so I, I guess it's not a California thing. And I was coming back, I was coming back from uh, school, and a bunch of guys, uh, actually my brother, he's faster than me, so he got away. I didn't. And I went home, and I told my mom and dad, I said, I just got beat up. And my dad said, get him over here, we'll have a boxing match. But I don't think I want to do that. But that's what my dad had learned from his dad and from his, the generations before that. That's what Cain learned and exercised that freedom of sin on his brother, Cain, or Abel. From the beginning, we continue to do the same thing over and over again and always the same result. It's plain old sin and evil. And every Sunday, pretty much, except for maybe Easter, right, Rachel? We say confession. Today we did a nice long one, huh? <laughs> I think we covered everything. <laughs> and perhaps you have some of your own you'd like to add. And, and we'll sing with you, have mercy upon you. Josh preached on Ash Wednesday. How many got to hear that sermon? Okay, I want to repeat something that Josh said. That I was sitting down there, and boy, it really, it really got me. He said, we're going to say, you are dust, and to dust you shall return when we mark you with the sign of the cross. But it's also a sign that you are loved. You are that beautiful, we are all that beautiful pile of dust that God created and blew life into. And we've all got the opportunity to seek forgiveness. Love is about forgiving. During Lent, we're asked to really examine ourselves and it's really hard to examine yourself if you're feeling shame, if you don't feel good about who you are, if you don't feel loved, if you've learned over and over again, it doesn't pay to be honest about who you are and what's really going on inside of you. And the church is a wooden place you can come, or AA meetings, and be honest. At least generically honest. But you can rehearse in your heart what God needs to be given and what you need to receive back from God. At communion, we're going to sing, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. What's the next line? Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Lord, Lord, have mercy on us. You take away the sin. That is the way we've managed sin in the past. Have mercy on us as we become honest. As we confess. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. And the last verse is, grant us your peace. The peace of God which passes all understanding. It's not the way the world gives peace. It's a peace that transcends that socially transmitted evil that we've inherited. And during this Lent, we're bid to make the walk to Calvary and to share with God the things that brings God to the cross and that brings us to the cross. And we say, Lord, have mercy. Amen.